Hi, and thanks for joining LTC NAC Chat, a podcast brought to you by the American Association of Nurse Assessment Coordination, ANAC. I'm your host, Rebecca, and I'm here with Jesse McGill, Curriculum Development Specialist with ANAC, to discuss the SNF Quality Reporting Program and the changes that have occurred this year. Welcome, Jesse. Oh, thanks for having me today. Jesse, whenever we talk about the SNF Quality Reporting Program, or SNF QRP, it all stems back to the IMPACT Act. Can you elaborate a little more on the history of this program? Yeah, sure. So the IMPACT Act is Improving Medicare Post-Acute Care Transformation Act. And it was actually signed into conference back in 2014. This act requires the implementation of specified clinical assessment domains using standardized data elements. The data is collected from the instruments that are used in each of the post-acute care settings. So, for example, in the SNFs, we use the data elements from the MDS. In the home health post-acute care setting, they use the data elements that are reported on the OASIS assessment. And in the inpatient rehab facilities, it's reported on the IRF-PI. And if they're working in a long-term care hospital, it's reported on the care data set. So each of the different post-acute care environments or settings are reporting on these specified data elements, but on that resident instrument that's specific to that area. So in addition to the data elements being collected on these instruments, the SNF QRP program also collects data from Medicare claims. And this is used for data pertaining to resource use, hospitalizations, and discharge to community. Keeping in mind that we have both SNF-QRP MDS-based measures and SNF-QRP claims-based measures. The purpose of the IMPACT Act and the SNF-QRP is to enable the interoperability and access to comparable data across these different post-acute care providers. This data is used to coordinate care, improve outcomes, and it helps with the overall quality comparisons. Thank you. That really helps to clarify the background of why the SNF QRP measures were developed. I understand there's a potential for SNFs to receive a 2% reduction in their annual payment update if they do not comply with reporting the required data. Can you tell us more about how this penalty is applied? Yeah, and that's correct, Rebecca. If the facility does not report at least 80% of the data on 100% of the required MDS assessments for the data collection period, then the facility will be penalized with a 2% cut to their annual payment update. So if we go back to the beginning of SNFQRP, the program started with the fiscal year 2018 program year. For this program year, the data collection was just for one quarter. It was quarter four of 2016. So October 1 through December 31st of 2016. And this data was collected on the original three SNFQRP MDS-based measures. And we had the application of the percent of residents experiencing one or more major falls with injury. We had the percent of patients or residents with pressure ulcers that are new or worsened. And the application of the percent of long-term care hospital patients with admission and discharge functional assessment and a care plan that address function. Those, again, were our first three SNF-QRP measures. And if the SNF did not report at least 80% of the data during that period, then they were penalized with a 2% cut. 
to their annual payment update. And that update became effective with fiscal year 2018, which means that all Medicare payments during October 1, 2017, through that entire fiscal year, through September 30th, 2018, received that 2% reduction. Very interesting. So where are we today in terms of the data collection period? Great question. We're several years into the SNF QRP program now, and it's very easy to lose focus because we are currently working on a data collection period for a future fiscal year, while we may be currently in a penalty period for a prior fiscal year program. So we really have to keep an eye on what we've done historically and how we're doing now to impact future payments. So right now we are in the data collection period for fiscal year 2021 program. And we are reporting data on eight different SNF QRP measures. So we're still working on two of the original measures, which is the application of residents experiencing one or more falls with major injury, we also continue the long-term care hospital patients with a mission and discharge functional assessment at Care Fund that addresses function. Now, one thing that's changed, and it changed last October, was we retired the newer worsened pressure ulcer measure and replaced it with the changes in skin integrity for the post-acute care pressure ulcer slash injury measure. We are also reporting on several new measures, including the drug regimen review and the four new section GG outcome measures, which is the discharge self-care score, the discharge mobility score, the change in self-care score, and the change in mobility score. So when we look at this current collection period, it's a full calendar year. So January 1st through December 31st, 2019 is the data that we're reporting on. And if we do not meet the 80% threshold for this entire year of data, then the penalty is applied for fiscal year 2021, which will impact payments starting October 1st, 2020. Wow, that is a lot of moving pieces that we have to try to keep track of. Listeners, please stay tuned while we take a quick commercial break. Ready to take a deeper dive into PDPM? In our new PDPM intensive series for SNFs, master teacher Jesse McGill maps out the elements for successful transition. In this four-part virtual workshop series, you'll learn how to not just survive, but to thrive in PDPM. Learn more by visiting anac.org slash virtual workshops. Welcome back. Let's continue our discussion with Jesse McGill, Curriculum Development Specialist with ANAC, on the recent updates to the SNF QRP. Jesse, you mentioned NACs currently have eight different QRP measures to keep track of. Do you have any recommendations to help our listeners manage these measures and ensure they meet the reporting threshold? Oh, yeah, such a great question. So use your reports. And I would say at least monthly, if not more frequently, get into Casper and look at the reports available to help you manage your SNF QRP. Now, there's one really great measure that was just released in January of 2019, and that's a report called the Provider Threshold Report. This report breaks down by month, quarter, and year how you are performing for your compliance percentage and where you're at for meeting or exceeding that 80%. So you can break it down to see what months you did really well in, any months that you exceeded 80%, if you drop below that 80% threshold, 
and you can really track to narrow down to where you may have fallen out of compliance and how long you have to get back in compliance. Because keeping in mind, you're only going to be penalized if that overall percentage threshold is less than 80%. So a couple other reports that I want to mention that are all in CASPER is your review and correct report. And you have these both at the resident and the facility level. These are really great reports, but keep in mind, these reports may show you more data on outcomes as well as if you met the process. So make sure you understand what you're reading when you're looking at the reports and how to apply that information. And if you really wanna get down to exactly what your threshold percentage is, then that go-to report is your provider threshold report. Thank you, Jesse. I understand that last fall, the newer worsened pressure ulcer measure for SNFQRP was replaced with the change in skin integrity measure, and four new GG outcome measures were also added. Has there been any changes to the SNFQRP program since last October? Great question, Rebecca. There has not been any changes to the SNFQRP measure since October, but what did change is how other programs are using the SNFQRP measures. So as you mentioned, the newer worsen pressure ulcer for SNF QRP was retired and replaced with the change in skin integrity measure. Prior to this change, we had two measures that were both named newer or worsen pressure ulcer. One that was used for MDS 3.0 quality measures and one that was used for SNF QRP. The one that was used for MDS 3.0 quality measures used MDS item M0800, and this MDS item was removed. It was retired from the MDS last October. So we knew that the MDS 3.0 quality measure for newer worsened pressure ulcers would need to change. And in April of this year, CMS released the updated MDS 3.0 QM user's manual. For the technical specifications of the newer worsened pressure ulcer, it tells us to go out to the SNF QRP manual specifications. So essentially what happened is that we're using the specifications from the retired SNF QRP newer worsened pressure ulcer for the MDS 3.0 quality measures. Now, the key difference here is the newer worsened pressure ulcer measure does not count against your SNF QRP calculation for that 2% reduction, but the newer worsened pressure ulcer measure is included in your five-star ratings. That can be a little confusing, so just to make sure everyone understands, the MDS 3.0 quality measure for newer worsened pressure ulcers uses the technical specifications for the QRP measure of the same name even though it only collects data on Medicare Part A stays. Is that correct? That is correct. Perfect. Thanks, Jesse. Are there any other changes our listeners should know about? Another change is how the claims-based SNF QRP measure discharge to community PAC QRP is being used in the five-star quality reporting program. So essentially what happened is Nursing Home Compare has a claims-based measure named percent of residents with short stays who were successfully discharged from the community. And this measure was retired in April of 2019. And it was replaced in the five-star reporting with the SNF QRP discharge to community measure. Now, the tricky part here is CMS uses a different name on nursing on compare than discharge to community. They call this measure 
the rate of successful return to the community. But rest assured, this is referring to your SNF QRP discharge to community specifications. Thank you, Jesse. These changes are definitely tricky to keep straight. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about the SNF QRP? Oh, I really want our listeners to know that the SNF QRP program is only penalizing on the failure to report at least 80% of the data. It's not penalizing on the outcomes. So right now, the team really needs to focus on a strong process for data collection, supporting documentation, and accurate MDS completion. If all this is in place, then the program thresholds will likely be met. Now, there are always going to be something out of your control. A resident comes in for a very short time frame and discharges, and we're not able to get a weight or do a full skin assessment, and there's areas that may need to be dashed. CMS allows us for that 20% of data that can be missing, you know, the 80% threshold, that means 20% of the data can be missing, to really account for those unexpected areas. For the majority of our residents where we can collect and report the data, as long as we have those processes in place to report the data, we're going to meet this program and not have that 2% cut. So while we're not expecting any changes to come to the MDS this October for the SNF QRP program, I do want listeners to keep in mind that we are expecting more changes for October 2020. So keep that in mind and let your administrator and your director of nurses know that there's going to be more changes coming in regard to SNF QRP program, not this October, but we can definitely expect it for next October. Thank you, Jesse. That information is very helpful as we navigate the changes to the SNF QRP. Listeners, thank you for joining us today. Jesse will be back again soon to discuss what is coming next with the SNF QRP measures for October 2020. We look forward to continuing our discussion about what changes we can expect as the SNF QRP measures continue to grow. For more resources and tools to help you in your role, please visit our website at www.anac.org. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please subscribe to the LTC NAC Chat Podcast.